1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. In a
2: farmhouse built in the 1860s, I lived with my parents and grandfather whom we took care of in his late life. One day in my boredom, I was poking around in the basement when I found a small wooden plank at floor level maybe two feet by two feet in measure. It was hidden behind a table and some other sentimental items, and I had never seen it before. Out of curiosity, I poked around until I found that a seemingly pointless dusty light switch on the wall produced a small but audible click at the sight of the plank when flipped. The plank didn't move in any way, but I found that if I pressed on it slightly, it opened like a cupboard door. I ran upstairs to grab a flashlight. This was before I had a phone and turned it on to see inside. I saw several things which immediately caught my attention, such as a framed photograph covered in decades of cobwebs and dust, which depicted a young military-aged man and a German Stahlhelm-tight helmet with a Luger handgun beside it. My first immediate thought was, Oh my God, my grandfather was a Nazi, which was funny in hindsight, since he was born and raised Jewish before my great-grandparents moved from France to the U.S.C., 1921. But it's more strange than that. His uncle and aunt stayed in France and moved to Germany at about the same time, before having a son and moving to the U.S. about six years later. What surprised me most was a letter written and placed under the picture frame dated 1930, is which was addressed to my grandfather's aunt and uncle in Illinois which stated that he had run away and joined the German army. Of great importance moving forward, you should know that my grandfather's cousin had a common last name and didn't appear to fit any stereotypical Jewish features, and he had renounced the Jewish faith. Come to find out that once he fully realized what was actually going on in Germany, he fled the army and the country, but not before a picture of him was taken, and he smuggled his helmet and his commanding officer's pistol back into the US, where he managed to slip into obscurity, appearing only once to get rid of his mistakes by hiding them away inside my grandfather's childhood home beneath the basement. So yeah, this is the highly condensed story of how my grandfather's cousin ran away from home and joined the Nazis, only to get freaked out and flee to America and hide his things in my home 60 years before I was born. My mother was head night shift nurse for a rich health clinic, where people would pay thousands of dollars to stay for six weeks to cure them if whatever illness. It was also in the middle of nowhere on 600 acres of land. Crazy thing about this place, though, was that since it had a lot of wilderness, it was known to have a lot of occult activity. I don't think it's related, but here's my story of when we lived there. This happened when I was 12 years old. Our one-story home was at the top of a hill where there was only one other house not too far from us. My mom, like every night, would drive her car to the clinic, which was roughly a little more than a mile away. You could always tell when she would be leaving or coming because there wasn't any pavement, and it was strictly rocks and gravel so the car would be extremely loud in the dead quiet of night. Early in the week, she had lost her keys and had been using her spare. This night particular, I was sitting in my bedroom playing PlayStation when all of a sudden I get this sudden heavy mental push to turn everything off, all the lights, and face the wall pretending I'm sleeping. My heart is racing for no reason since I'm just laying down, but no more than five minutes later. I hear my door open, yet I didn't hear any car drive up. Our home was fairly small with wooden floors. From the entrance, I heard heavy footsteps slowly walk through the living room. As if whoever is there is searching for something. They continue to walk into the kitchen which my room is directly connected. They turn on the light into the kitchen. At this point, my heart is pounding so hard it is trying to rip through my chest. But that same mental urge is screaming do not move. Do not make a sound. The steps walk through the kitchen and stop at the entrance overlooking where I am sleeping. It felt like an eternity as I helplessly laid there with my eyes closed focused on not moving while this person just stared at me. After who knows how long, the person slowly walked out of my home and left. I waited anywhere from 20-30 minutes before moving just in case they were waiting for me to get up. I called my mom to see if she had randomly stopped home. She said no. I told her what happened. We changed all the locks and added a bar lock. One of the creepiest things that ever happened to me, but there are so many stories from when we lived at that place. So scary. I don't know if this is that interesting, but it really creeps me out to this day. I was in 6th grade, and every day after school I usually walk home up this hill. The bus stop isn't that far from my house, so I never really question my safety while walking home. I end school at 3.10, but get home around 4.30, and my mom goes to work from 2.00 p.m. 10.30 p.m., I never really knew my dad's schedule and every day one of my four brothers would be home waiting for me. That day I was walking home and man on a bike was riding on the sidewalk across from me. He kept staring at me, but I didn't think it was such a big deal at first. I started walking further and I noticed he was going the same way as me. My mom warned me that whenever this happens I should call her or take the other route home because there was two. I didn't want to bother her so I took the other route home. But I noticed that the man on the bike took the usual route that I take home on a daily basis. I assumed that he was a neighbor I've never seen before. Finally I got home and I saw my dad in the garage talking to the guy on the bike. I felt this really weird feeling in my stomach. I said hi to my dad and he introduced the guy on the bike as one of his close friends for years. Keep in mind that we are a close family so I pretty much know all my parents friends. I quickly let go of all the bad thoughts going through my head as went on with my after-school routine. The next morning I told my mom about it and we saw the same guy that morning in our garage. Turns out my mom has never seen that man before. If my dad and this guy were so close, how come my mom has never heard of him? For a few months I kept seeing this guy around my house and steered clear of him. By now he was familiar with everyone's schedule so he knows when no one is home and when I come from school. One day I decided to get up if my friend's bus stopped so we could walk to 7-Eleven and get candies and snacks. Since I got off at her bus stop, I got home earlier than usual. When I got there one of my older brothers were sitting on the steps because he forgot his key and he wanted to change before he went to skate with his friends so me and him entered the house at the same time. The guy who rides the bike was that in the house alone, stealing my dad's money and other valuables. When he saw us, he pulled out a sharp object. My older brother is much larger than him, so he quickly got the weapon out of his hand and held him down. I quickly called my dad, and he called the police. Everything got handled pretty quickly thanks to my brother. They questioned the guy, and he said he was planning to rob us, then silence anyone who tried to stop him. Even though everything got handled, I still dwell on it. What if my brother decided to go skate with his friends without changing? What if my brother couldn't get the weapon out of his hand? What if I got home at my regular time and the guy ended up taking all my dad's money? My biggest concern is what if I entered the house alone? He knew I've been cautious around him. What if he purposely did the robbery right before I would get home from school? I don't know, but I still have these thoughts. After all that we put cameras all around the outside of the house to ensure no one would get in unless they've been invited in. Always watch out for strangers and follow your gut, even if your parent says the person is safe. Update. First off, thank you to everyone who read my story and thanks for all the questions and support it really brought me to closure with the whole situation knowing the whole truth. To start, no, my dad was or is not a drug user or dealer and he was never incarcerated I've asked him and his answer seemed genuine, so I believe him. Moving on to the second most asked question, how did they meet? They met when my dad was younger at his first job when they were around 16 before him and my mother started dating. They were close friends for about a year until the guy started hanging out with other people and they fell off. When my dad was 18 him and my mom started dating, so that would explain why she never knew about him. A few months prior to the incident the guy and my dad reconnected through the guy's sister she explained that he was having a hard time and fell in with the wrong crowd his sister knew of my dad because the guy never really made much friends and he always mentioned how my dad was one of his good friends my dad being a nice guy offered to help him out and they decided to meet that first day i walked home from school The guy didn't own a car and lived in a motel for a while, which explained why he was riding a bike on our first encounter. The guy kept coming to our house for a few weeks because him and my dad were catching up. Like I mentioned before, my dad owns his own shipping business. He offered the guy a job because he know he didn't have much money. The guy worked there for about four weeks and my dad was paying him weekly to help get him back on his feet. Spending all that time at my dad's workplace and at our house, the guy adapted to our schedules. Even my mom got used to him being around. I asked my dad if he saw the guy acting weird any time before the incident, and he said he noticed the guy asking a bunch of questions, and a few things went missing at his workplace where he offered the guy a job. A shipping business plus my dad's regular job is a lot to keep up with, so my dad assumed that it was his fault that some things turned up missing. Turns out that the guy was stealing little by little until the day he got caught. I also found out that the day prior to the incident, the guy asked all my brothers where they would be the next day, which is probably how he knew that one of my brothers would be out skating with his friends like I mentioned before. I'm still not sure on if it was set up so that I would be home alone with him. Keep in mind that I only arrived 10 minutes home than when I usually do. Also, when me and my brother caught him, most of the money he wanted was already packed in a duffel bag. In ten minutes, he would have been done with whatever he was trying to accomplish. As for what happened to the guy, I'm not sure because I didn't want to ask. It felt uncomfortable, and I didn't want to put my dad in that place. Keep in mind at the time of the actual incident, I was only in sixth grade about 11 or 12 years old, so they didn't give me much information because they felt I was too young. That's the reason why lots of things were left out. I hope this clears everything up, and if you have any more questions, feel free to ask. This happened about a week ago, so I had biked to school with my best friend. We were going to stay after school to work on a project together anyways, so it worked out. On our bike ride home from school, we decided not to go straight home, and that we wanted to go on a small bike ride down a path by the park that will lead us back to my house anyways. When we were unchaining our bikes from the bike racks, I noticed like a red Dodge Dakota across from the school. Just an FYI, we live in a pretty small town, so most of the kids who get picked up. We know of what cars they get into, and what cars hang around the school at pickup time, as well as what cars the teachers and students own that drive themselves to school or at least somewhat of an idea, but I usually didn't see that one. And it was probably like an hour and a half past the time school got out, but it could have been someone's relative picking them up, or whatever, so I really didn't think much of that. We started biking towards our path, and after about five minutes my friend told me the red truck was driving on the road next to the sidewalk we were biking on, but it was a little behind us. I told her that it's probably fine and a coincidence and that they are probably going home or live around here so we kept going. But he didn't stop after about 10 more minutes of him still following us. Then I started getting a little concerned. We ended up continuing until we got to a gas station because then at least there would be people around and less of a chance of something happening. So we parked our bikes and went in. We grabbed drinks and a snack to not make it look odd that we were in there. But while we were in there, I called my brother to come get us, and that there was someone following us. He told us he would be right there, and to just stay inside. So we did, we paid for our snacks, and told the cashier about it, and she let us just sit there until my brother came. My brother pulled in, and so we walked out to get our bikes when we couldn't find them. We looked around and saw the red truck pulled behind the gas station, with our bikes right next to it. The man that was driving it was looking right at us. We went and told my brother. He said, Forget about the bikes and get in the car. So we did. My brother got out of the car and went into the gas station to get the employee. And while he was doing that, the man sped off out the back parking lot of the gas station. When my brother came out, he said that the gas station worker was going to check back the cameras and see if she can get a license plate to give to the police and that my brother gave her our mom's information for any updates. We both made it home safe. I'll keep you all updated when we find out more. Also, I'm sorry if there is grammar mistakes. I'm not a professional writer, lol. The second place that my wife and I moved into happened to be the first actual house that we had rented, compared to our old apartment This place was a palace, even though there was only one bedroom. But that was all we needed, and even though the rent was a little high, we loved that place. The only issue that we ever ran into was over the course of the first two weeks that we lived there. The strangeness actually started happening the night before our first night in that house. You see, before officially moving in, we were able to get the keys from the realtor and move most of our boxes in the day before. That way, in the morning when we got there, we only had to show up with a few essentials, and the rest of our stuff was ready to be unpacked. However, when we showed up that morning, we were both surprised to see that some of the boxes looked like they had been opened. We called the realtor and asked if anyone had come by the house, and she assured us that it wouldn't have been possible. We decided to pass it off as something that must have happened when we dropped the boxes off the previous day and just moved on. I wish we had thought about it a little more though, because in hindsight, it was really clear that someone had gone through our stuff. But there's no going back now. That day, we unpacked everything that we had, and it wasn't much, which was fine because the house actually came fully furnished. That night, before going to bed, I remember locking the front door, but the following morning it looked as though I hadn't. After waking up, my wife and I were surprised to see that some of the things in the kitchen had been moved around. At first, I thought that she had gotten up and had a late night snack, but when she accused me of doing the same thing, I knew it couldn't be the case. I assured her that I didn't, but neither of us could figure out why the toaster had been moved and why there were breadcrumbs all over the counter. Once either of us confessed to making some toast in the middle of the night, the best thing to do was to just move on, although again, I wish we had questioned it a bit more. Over the next week, things like that kept happening. By that point, my wife and I were certain that neither of us was doing it. So I decided to finally cave and get a small camera from Walmart and place it where it could see both the living room and the kitchen. It was about 2.15 in the morning when I woke up to a notification noise on my phone. When I looked, it was from the app that the camera hooked up to, saying, movement detected. I touched the fingerprint scanner on my phone to unlock it, and when the camera opened up, my heart all but stopped, standing right in the middle of the living room. I could see a man who looked like he was heading toward the kitchen. I could see that he came in from the front door because it was still wide open. So I decided to calmly wake my wife up, and before showing her the phone, I told her to stay quiet so that the man who broke in didn't realize we were awake. After quietly explaining to her that someone was in the house, I called the police and told the dispatcher what was going on in as low of a whisper as I could manage. As we waited for the police to show up, my wife and I watched the camera and were absolutely stunned by how comfortable the person looked in our home as he helped himself to our food in the kitchen. The police got to our house a few moments later and the man noticed the flashing lights as they pulled into the driveway. He decided to try to run out of the back door and again he ran through the house as if he had mapped the place out. He knew that the other door was down the hallway, but thankfully the police thought that might happen. Two officers came in the front door, and two more were waiting outside and managed to catch him. It turned out to be the previous tenant who was renting the place out and had actually gotten evicted before we moved in. Apparently he was homeless and had held on to the key to the house using it to break in and steal a meal every night that we lived there. He even admitted to sleeping in the house for two weeks before we actually moved in. So, if I can tell you one thing, it is always to change the locks when you move into a new place. Between the ages of 16 and 20, I was dealing with severe anxiety-related insomnia. It got so bad that I would hallucinate sometimes, so eventually, my therapist prescribed me sleeping pills. I would take these and pass out for a solid nine hours. I didn't even dream. One night I forgot to take the meds, but somehow managed to fall asleep anyway. It was rare, but not impossible for that to happen. However, as was usually the case when I managed to fall asleep on my own, I woke up after maybe two hours feeling completely awake. Going back to sleep was a pipe dream now. I just sort of lay in the dark for a while, listening to the normal middle of the nighthouse sounds and thinking about everything and nothing. I knew that as soon as the sun would come up, I would suddenly start feeling tired and my mind would stop supplying me with things to worry about. That's how it always happened. I'm not sure when I became aware that I wasn't alone, but I know that I wrote off the feeling as just another stress symptom at first. My mom was at her boyfriend's house so I was home alone, and without meds, I would have heard if someone had broken in and snapped awake immediately or so I thought. I couldn't shake the feeling though. My room was extremely dark, so dark that I could hold my hand in front of my face and not see my fingers, but I was sure I could see a white face hovering over me all of a sudden. In a panic reaction, I lashed out at the air above me and yelled, Go away! There was nobody hovering over me, but the door of my room opened and slammed closed and I heard footsteps running down the stairs. I sat up in bed and turned on the light. My room looked normal and the house was now silent. Had I imagined it? Had I been dreaming after all? I got out of bed and opened my bedroom door. I called out, hello, to no reaction. I closed my bedroom door again and set about pushing my heavy bookcase in front of the door. I had left my cell phone to charge in the living room, a habit left over from when I was trying to figure out how to stop the insomnia on my own, so I couldn't call the police or anybody from upstairs, but I didn't want to go downstairs either. I hadn't heard a door open or close after the intruder had run downstairs. He had to still be in the hallway. After my bookcase was in front of the door, I decided it probably wouldn't stop anyone who really wanted to come in, but it would slow them down. I fully opened my window, which led to the roof. I figured if someone started trying to get into my room, I could climb up onto the roof and towards the neighbor's house, though I wasn't eager to try it because knowing me I'd just fall. I stayed in my room listening to any and all sounds for hours. Nothing happened. At about 7am I convinced myself that all of it had been some kind of weird nightmare and pushed my bookcase away from my door again. I would go downstairs and call my mom to come home, just in case. It was already becoming light out at this point. I ran downstairs and into the living room without looking around, still afraid. I didn't want to go back out into the hallway, so I called my mother right then and there. She was annoyed at me waking her up so early, but promised she'd be home in about an hour. I stayed in the living room and watched TV, and the hour turned into about an hour and a half before I heard the front door open followed by my mom screaming. I ran to her. She was standing in the hallway by the front door, completely shaken up. Apparently, some man had been standing right behind the front door as she opened it, and he'd rushed past her and out of the house. He'd been tall, thin as a skeleton, with long, unkempt hair and a beard. I hadn't heard a thing since the initial noise of him going downstairs, so he must have been standing there all that time, waiting for an opportunity to leave. I don't know what would have happened if I'd discovered him there. I'd walked right past him without seeing him. We called the police, and they searched our house. They found no sign of breaking and entering, but they did find signs of life in the crawl space in my room. There's a part where you can open the wall and store stuff. I hadn't ever used it, had never even opened it, but apparently you could do so from both sides. The man had taken that as an opportunity. The police found notes and pictures and even some clothes that I had lost. The notes were hastily scribbled and seemed to detail when I took my meds and how long it would take for me to be deep enough asleep that I wouldn't be aware of anything and how long the effects would last. They were also a sort of journal. She fell asleep quicker today. She woke up earlier today. She didn't come home tonight. She got up in the night to go to the bathroom. I don't remember ever doing that. But there was proof of it the pictures were all of me there were ones of me sleeping but the creepiest ones were the ones where i was seemingly awake i must have in fact gotten up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom but been so out of it that i hadn't even noticed he was there following me around i don't need medication to sleep any more years of therapy have helped and have since moved in with my boyfriend still i check all the places i can think of before i go to bed and I refuse to sleep whenever I'm home alone. They never caught the guy. He's still out there, and it terrifies me. When I was a kid, I used to have a pure white Labrador named Elkie. Had her since she was a small nugget. I say she was pure white, but she had a little black spot near her tush. If it wasn't for that spot and her purple collar, she would just disappear in the snow. She was a big girl and I used to ride her around like a horse. I was a small kid so don't worry haha. She also knew places around the house and would take me there if I had asked her. Like, Elkie, kitchen please. She was the goodest girl. Anyways, we had to move to a different state and the place we were moving into couldn't allow pets, so Elkie had to stay behind. I missed her so much it hurt. As I got more comfortable, I found out she unfortunately passed away around March 14th that year. Four months later, my dad was making a service call to someone's apartment, and there, this lady had a puppy she had just gotten. She was only four months old. She was a pure white Labrador with a tiny black spot on her tush. When my dad entered the apartment, the puppy started going nuts. Lady told my dad not to worry. She didn't like strangers all that much, and she'll calm down. Except, she wasn't barking cause she was afraid or wary, she was barking cause she was excited. When my dad sat on the floor, the puppy would sit exactly how Elkie used to sit and lay her head on his lap. Howl how she used to howl, do things she used to do. Lady was stunned cause she never taught the puppy much of anything like what she was doing. She also just didn't like being around new people apparently. My dad told her, I might sound crazy, but I think this is my old dog. In a joking matter, of course. He didn't think too much of it. But after his work was done and he was leaving, the puppy started whining and crying, biting his pant leg trying to keep him from going. My dad got sad. He told me if he could, he would have offered to buy that dog off of her right then and there. But we couldn't, and he kept walking towards his van, and he told me hearing her cry and scratching the door the way she did hurt him too much. I'm crying just writing this out. Didn't know what to make of this as a kid. Still don't as an adult. Maybe she did manage to come back as a new puppy, and I could only hope that family loved her as much as I did. I miss you, girl. Edit. Just realized the topic was about strange things happening to me being home alone. I'm deeply sorry for not reading. That's what I get for browsing Reddit at 2am haha. I have two stories. Story 1. At my old place, I was up late one night in my living room when I saw a shadow of a man appear in front of my door. I had a glass pane door with frosted glass so I could see a clear outline of the man. He then proceeded to try to open my door, and when he noticed it was locked, he just stood still and silent in front of my door. I was freaking terrified. I ended up quietly crawling to my dining room and calling the police. Story 2. I sometimes suffer from sleep paralysis, and a few years ago I had come home from work very late and laid down on the ottoman in my living room, with my back to the closed French doors leading to the dining room. As I started dozing off I could feel the sleep paralysis setting in, so I tried to fight it, but I ultimately lost and my body became paralyzed, and as soon as that happened I felt it. Now any time I suffered a paralysis episode there would be a thing or entity that would enter my room. I can only describe it as monster-like. The majority of the time I couldn't see it with my eyes, but I could feel its presence and knew it was there, and it would manipulate things in the room. I have only seen it three, maybe four times. On this particular night I could feel it behind me in the dining room, but since my back was to the doors I could not see it. But then I hear the door opening slowly. It was a slow, long creak. At this point I'm freaking out, trying to fight the paralysis as the door continues to open slowly. After what seems like forever I'm finally able to move again and I jump up and turn around and the French doors are wide open. This is the part that freaked me the hell out. You experience hallucinations during sleep paralysis and last time I checked hallucinations cannot manipulate the real world. I did not sleep at all that night. I've had all types of scary hallucinations due to the paralysis in the past but they've never been anything like that. Luckily, I have not suffered any episodes since then. Everyone's weird ghost-ish stories seem to happen really young, and I got a few too, but since I was so young, they're not really reliable. This story is from when I was probably about 14. I got home from school and my parents were still at work and my sister was doing who knows what. So I was laying on the couch watching TV, and as many 14-year-olds in an empty house would think, this is perfect time to partake in the act of masturbation. As I was in the act, I clearly seen a hand that looked like it was wearing a white glove come up next to the couch and slap down right next to my leg enough to even feel the wind on my leg. At this moment, I look down to the ground and see nothing at all. It wasn't an old house really or anything, just had odd things happen. my sister and father have both claimed to have seen someone walking around in their rooms at night. I was sitting on the couch playing with my Xbox and drinking my bottle of soda, having the best time of my life. You're probably wondering what I'm going on about, but I was home alone for the first time. I was fourteen, and you probably think I'm weird at fourteen being excited about being home alone. But my mom was overprotective of me and brought me everywhere with them. My dad was finally able to get my mother out of the house on a date, which means I was able to be home alone for the first time. I then heard a knock on the door, must have been the pizza guy my dad had called for me. I grabbed the twenty dollar my dad left and opened the door thinking it would be the pizza guy. But instead, I saw a man wearing a black hoodie, ripped jeans, and a dirty beard. Um, you need something, sir, he smiled and finally spoke. I am wondering if I could use your phone. Please, I need to use it. I didn't know what to say to this man. He was making me uncomfortable, and I didn't trust this guy at all. Sorry, sir, my parents aren't home, and I'm not allowed to have strangers in the house. Looking back, that was the dumbest thing I could have said. I should have just lied and said they were home, but I was so creeped out by this guy and wanted him gone. His smile faded away, and he said, Okay, then the kid gets all be going now. He then left, and I slammed the door shut, happy it was over, and he was gone. I went back to playing my Xbox, but after a while, I started to get hungry. I wondered why the pizza hasn't shown up yet. I decided to make myself a sandwich while I waited for the pizza to arrive, But when I went to grab the bread I heard glass shatter. I froze in fear not knowing what to do, I eventually decided to check it out. It came from the back door, and it had a hole smashed through the glass of the door. An arm was coming through trying to grab the door handle to open the door. I couldn't get a good look at the person, so I screamed at them to leave. The person started to laugh, so I ran away to grab a phone and call for help. I grabbed the phone and slammed in 911 and waited for the operator to pick up, and when they finally picked up I was panicking and told them everything that was going on that I almost forgot to breathe. The operator called me down and told me to find somewhere to hide. I ran to my room and locked the door. The operator asked if I had a weapon. I looked around and found a baseball bat, so I grabbed it. Knowing if he got in, I would have to use it to defend myself, I then heard the man start Come out, kid. I want to play. I was shitting myself at this point. I just wanted to be with my parents right now the one time I'm left home alone this happens. I heard the person slamming and breaking things trying to find me. He even started screaming. I wanted to cry at this point until I heard his footsteps getting closer and closer to my door. I saw the doorknob move and he started to scream when it wouldn't open. Then he started to slam on the door. Let me in you son of a bitch. I held my bat up ready to defend myself. He started slamming on the door, I dropped the phone on the ground, and I was sweating heavily until he finally broke the door down. Please, just take whatever you want. He started to get closer to me, and when he did he pulled a bloody knife out of his pocket. Please, please, just leave me be. He started to laugh menacingly. He held the knife up ready to stab me, and I knew what to do and swung the bat. I ended up hitting him in the head. He dropped to the ground and I just kept beating him over and over. And when I finally stopped blood was all over his face and on the end of the bat. I didn't even notice the sirens outside when the police came and I ran out to them crying. They ended up taking the man away. They also found out he murdered the pizza man and that's why he didn't show up. That's why there was blood on the knife knowing I was that close to death terrifies me. And I don't think I'll ever be home alone again. This is a long time ago. I may have been 10, 12 years old. I had a doll that always creeped me out. Me and my friends were convinced it was possessed by Satan and would perform Sacred Water Mom's Cologne law rituals to cleanse it and stuff like that. One day I'm playing video games and I feel weird that the doll is on a shelf behind me. Felt it staring at me and couldn't focus. So I get up, grab the doll, open the door. Throw the door as hard as I can towards the living room and shut the door to keep playing. After like one, two hours of video, I take off my headphones, turn around, and the doll is at the exact same spot it was the first time lol. Shit my pants, throw the doll in the trash, try to suppress memory caused scared shitless, but impossible to forget since I don't believe in supernatural or have ever witnessed something I couldn't explain.